What's going on, everybody? Cheers. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the With Her Two Hands podcast, where each week we celebrate the women who build, fix, and make the things that make the world go round with her own two hands. I am your host, Bogey, and I am really excited tonight about tonight's guest. She, uh, We talked a little bit offline before going live, and I can tell this is going to be a good one, guys. So quickly, I want to thank you all uh, for coming back week after week to meet these incredible women. For those of you who are new here, welcome. Uh, you know, this series is really about shining a light on some folks who often don't get a light shown on them. Uh, women make up by far uh, the minority of trades folks across the trades. We're less than 10%. In some trades, we are less than 2%. So not a heck of a lot, but um, even with such small percentages, there are tons and tons and tons of amazing women kicking butt every day out in the field, um, doing all of the crucial things that make our world go around, and they deserve to get their praises sung every once in a while. And this is all in hopes of helping, um, you know, <clears throat> normalize the whole idea of women in the trades. So that next time you're out in the world and you see a woman working in the trades or if you work in the trades and you come across a female colleague or a woman applies for a job with you that this feels totally normal to you and that one day there's no need for podcasts like this and we're all just trades folks and it doesn't matter. So thank you all for being a part of that journey and helping make that happen. Um, and without further ado, I'm going to stop blabbing and bring on tonight's guest, Miss Danielle Brown. Hello, aka Twig. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm a, I'm a wee bit sleepy, but you know, I, I think we'll push through that one. <laughs> well, it is late for you. So I appreciate you uh, being willing to do this. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> so you're tired. I'm trying not to die. I apologize in advance, y'all. I'm fighting a cold. I'm going to really try not to die here. Um, so. I'm really setting them up for a win on this one. <laughs> I know, I know, right. But it's going to be a good one, I promise. I, I feel great about it. <laughs> As long as I don't die. Um, okay, so um, I'm particularly excited, guys, about talking with Danielle because I I took a sneak listen to to one of the podcasts that she was on recently um, with somebody else, and it was all about mental health, and that is like a topic that I think is 100% not talked about enough in our our trades, and so it's something I definitely want to talk about. Also, you have a past as in automotive, so we've got like all sorts of stuff to talk about. Um, this is gonna be jam packed, guys. So definitely, definitely stay on till the end. But first, I gotta ask: your nickname is Twig. It's Twig. Yeah. Okay. That's where right. does that like, come from? Like the stick. I okay. Uh, yeah. So I grew up playing rugby. I started playing rugby at ten years old, okay. um, and I got to the high school level. And I had hit a growth spurt where I went up, but I didn't go out. <laughs> and my nickname rapidly became uh, Twiggy. So okay. that kind of just stuck. And there was a point in my life where rugby was my life. And it's so big in Newfoundland that kind of everybody just called me Twig, 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 oh. Twig. And now at 39, I'm still Twig. All right. Fair. Do you respond when people call you Danielle? I do. Yeah, actually, okay. I've gotten to the point now where I'm I'm older and I feel a little bit weird saying that I'm Twig. So I, I give people the option. I'm People say, oh, this is my friend Twig or, you know, Twig or and I'll go or Danielle. And they go, no, nah, Twig's good. Uh, I think people just like it better. 
I love it. I love it. I've been going by my nickname for so long now that like, cause Bogey isn't my given name. Um, I mean, no. it was given to me, but not by my parents. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but it's so funny. Cause now when people use my real name, I don't even respond. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like my mom doesn't yeah. even call me by my real name. Who's yeah, that? That's, yeah. My, my parents call me twig. It's, uh, I love it. <laughs> I know. I, the, some nicknames are just great. Like yours is, is so good. I was reading up on like where yours came from and that like, that just it's so cute it just, right it just fits and so it's got it to does. stay <laughs> it yeah and it flows it's good yeah it's too late to change it now exactly exactly okay so how did you go from a life of sports to the trades um do you, i mean is rugby like can you do rugby professionally is that i'm not uh, really big up on the sport balls so um, fair enough yeah <laughs> understand uh so as a woman, you really can't really. do it professionally right now. I mean, you know, over in Europe, you could probably make a career out of it. Um, it would be a, it would be a one in, you know, in a, a large pile who makes it into a into a profession, and it would probably be a coaching profession if I'm going to be honest. Got but it. no, yeah, it's uh, I so I've like what I look like now is what I've always looked like, except for I had a mushroom cut and Ninja Turtle clothes, but right. I was always. <laughs> this person um I always played sports I always wanted tools in my hands there's a picture of me at eight years old dressed up as a plumber nice. so I clearly aimed high on that one uh, <laughs> I don't and, see anything uh, wrong with that at all no no I mean I don't either um but yeah I uh you know I went into high school and kind of had that pressure of like okay well now what because I can't be a professional rugby player you know right. so um I, I got out of high school and I had, you know, I have two great parents who basically were like, hey, listen, if university is not for you, work, and then you'll find out what to do. So I happened to get a job at a garage stocking the shelves. Okay. And the owner of the garage, like, looked at me and he's, you know, a week into it and was like, you belong in the garage. And it had never dawned on me. Interesting. And, yeah. And this was, uh, this was 2003. Year That's kind of impressive, especially for this island. But you know, Terry, who was my boss at the time, um, he 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 didn't he didn't see that I was just this like female. He just saw me and was like, "No, you you belong on the tools. You get in the garage." And uh, it, yeah, and it was it was fantastic. It was a massive curve to um, where I saw myself. It just opened up this door of like i i'm allowed to do this like this is this is something i can i can do uh <laughs> and then you know I, I i was in that for a bit like you know four or five years um never really made a go of it loved it but knew that that wasn't the trade i wanted knew i was going to stay on the tools okay. but it wasn't the trade i wanted i wanted something mechanical i wanted to get my hands dirty um and i just thought you know what I fixed my dad's toilet when I was 16 I'll just go do that <laughs> and it's quite literally that simple. and the rest is history <laughs> and now I'm here on your show <laughs> amazing yeah. I, I feel like there was a lot more to it than that there was, but, a, um... there was a lot more too but I will say I think I was so meant to be in the trades that it kind of did just flow like that with yeah. you know you had to have your hiccups and your bumps and your bruises but they just kind of you know sure make you more interesting 
Absolutely. Okay, so I have to ask, like, when you were a kid and you were dressing up as a plumber for Halloween and, like, always thought that, like, you were always interested in tools, were you were you exposed to tools a lot? Was that something, like, how, where did that come I from in I, your kid brain? I don't know. So I'm the only tradesperson to come from my family. Okay. Um, my parents were both in the academic field. My dad's a writer. My mom was okay. a teacher. Um, okay. And I just grew up uh, completely different than my family. You know, ADHD, neurodivergent. I learned with my hands. I couldn't pick up a book. And, you know, my mom was frustrated trying to teach me. My dad was frustrated because I didn't learn like they did. Um, and I grew up in a way thinking that I was unintelligent. But also, you know, fixing my own TV when I was 13. So, you yeah. know, I was I was highly intelligent in this one realm. Yeah. But, you know, struggling in this other world that um, was the predominant world. You know, in, in my little life, it was all about school and reading and arithmetic and, right. you know. And uh, so I really didn't you know, know what I was truly capable of until I was exposed to the trades. But I, you know, if you look back at me as a child, you're like, this is what she was meant to do. Amazing. Yeah. I I really, I really appreciate you bringing all of that up. I, I'm a, I have a similar somewhat background. My parents don't know where I came from either. Um, and it's, it's an interesting sort of thing. I, I think the just the challenges of parenting children and like there's so many different types of intelligence and you said you've got amazing parents I've got amazing parents fortunately like I've been very lucky to have such supportive parents but not everybody has that opportunity um and and a kid growing up who who has this different type of intelligence very easily could never get exposed to this and never find out like holy crap I am really smart just in a different way and it's so sad to me. It's so sad that our school system does that to kids. I think about it so often about how many children have ceilings put over their heads, how many truly brilliant children um, who could just completely change the world if these ceilings were removed and said, hey, this is what you're good at. Yeah. Let, let's focus on this. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of wild that in today's day, we know the difference, but to change an entire school system, I mean, right. yeah, what what right. an uproar. <laughs> right, absolutely. And, and and like I hope that it's changing over time, but it like you said, it's like changing the whole system and it's changing all the people in it too. Cause you know, the people who are guiding our students are mostly of an older generation and are still stuck on some older mindsets that like trades are less than career paths or, you know. Well, you think about it, they are the academics. They are right. the ones who could read the books and study no problem. <laughs> right. you know? so, so for them to look at us and say, like, you should be a plumber, you should be a mechanic, they're stepping outside of their realm. Right. And they know? don't know. They're unfamiliar with these career paths. They don't know how successful people can be in them, which is no. all the more reason why we need more tradespeople going to, like, school board meetings and getting involved. <laughs> we need it. We need it. We need government funding for shop classes yes. and we need mentorship programs and apprenticeship programs. We oh need it. Gosh. We need to build this world back up. 
so desperately, so desperately. Our world is in crisis and people have no idea. No idea. The average person does not have any clue how quickly this world comes to a screaming halt when we don't have tradespeople. Uh, turn off the power. <laughs> turn off the water. Turn off the food. Like, we, you get we, nothing. We become feral. Like, yeah, yeah do we need we need doctors. Absolutely. But they totally. need a hospital who's going to build it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I had somebody argue with me once that um, that brain surgeons are way more valuable to our society than plumbers. And I was like, I'm going to disagree with you because brain surgeon can't do his job if he can't wash his hands in running water. This is the thing is uh, you look at societies, you look at major places in the world with these large populations and no working plumbing and look at their look at their death rates, you know, um, plumbing, uh, introducing plumbing to societies have skyrocketed the the life expectancy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so we got we You're went deep here. Society, I know, right? You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just so sad that like society as a whole is not going to realize the need until it's too late, right? Like we're we are seeing. I feel like we're seeing a little bit of a comeback towards like people supporting the trades and and kind of a, a, an ebb and flow there with people's mindsets, but. It's too it's too little too late, I feel like, because we have such a shortage of tradespeople and we're so in crisis already. And it's going to be too late by the time people are like, oh, hey, we should maybe encourage our kids to. These are great career paths. <laughs> it's it's to me, it looks dire. I'm seeing more talk and more, you know, uh, people who are celebrating the trades. Yeah. But then I look at the people applying to the trades and I'm like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely dire. Okay. So this is about celebrating the trades and hopefully Agreed. getting some more folks in. So tell me, tell me what, okay. You, you're in the automotive, you know, that it's not your thing. I won't take that personally since I'm a car girl, but, um, <laughs> but I get it. It's cool. Um, so plumbing, you remembered fixing your dad's toilet, you said, right? Yeah. What is it about that that stuck with you enough that said, like, I really enjoyed that. I want to make a career out of that. I honestly, I, I really do think it is just the type of brain I have, that neurodivergent. I see a problem. I see water leaking. I see sewage held up. Um, and I can see how to fix it and I can see the results as I'm working as I'm fixing it and then when I'm done there's this physical fix that I did and with plumbing there's so many working parts just like mechanics just like yeah. millwright um that there's so many different diagnostics to be done um your mind is just always going there's always somewhere for your brain to be, well, it could be this, it could be this, I'm going to fix this. And now I got to fix this because this was, you know, and you're just, you're all over the place. And with my brain, that's my happy place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So why did you not like cars? It's, it was more so 
the and and, and I'll admit it. Be I'm honest. a wuss. I'm a wuss. Like when it comes to waste, human waste, get me in there. That's amazing. But when it comes to a slushy tire, a slushy undercarriage dripping on my head and down my neck. Okay, fair. Winter okay. as a mechanic. Yeah, you have winter. That's right. I forget we, about that. We have a slushy, dirty, horrible winter. It lasts 13 months of the year, 37 months of the year. It is winter here. And uh, honestly, just like get getting in there. Yes. That's fair. Salty. That's fair. I don't need that. Yeah. You know, somebody. <laughs> Somebody runs over a bird and they're like, hey, can you change my tire? And you're like, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. But and, and you know what? I will say that, like, as a plumber, you are a hero. When you walk into somebody's home and they've got a clogged sewer and you fix that, they're like, they don't care that you're covered. They're hugging you. Yeah. When you give them hot water in the shower. Oh, thank you. You fix somebody's car and they're saying, give me the part. Prove, right? prove to me. Prove it to me so that it was true. broken. Yeah. <laughs> so true. You guys have always in history have had to fight to prove that you're honest. And people will literally phone me and be like, I'll pay you anything. Just come <laughs> over. You're so right. It's not fair. <laughs> it's really not fair. And I'll be the first one to admit it. I am not tough enough to be a mechanic. That's amazing. I don't blame you with the snow, though. I left New York for that reason, because there is there is nothing worse than road salt and snow dripping down your armpit. It's just... And your hands just mm -hmm. don't work yeah. as good. And then you get, like, then you get a little, <laughs> little knock, and, and it hurts more than anything. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Forget it. 100%. You can have that. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So you decide you want to go into plumbing. What did that look like? Um, what were the first steps? How did you make the transition? Yeah. So um, in Newfoundland, we go to a pre-employment school first. So pre-apprenticeship. Okay. Um, it's a nine-month course. So basically, I was talking to my friend while I was in the garage one day, um, and he was like, you know, if you if you want to join a different trade, just go get one of those trades books and then you can fill it out, pass it in and they'll contact you when there's an opening. Oh. So I walked in there and I got the book and they said, oh, what do you what do you want to do? And I said, I'd like to be a plumber. And they're like, oh, we got a course opening up in uh, next month. Oh. And it was, like I said, it, it was just flowing. <laughs> right. It was it was wild. So be. I 100 percent. So I did my nine month course. Um, I loved it. I got, I just, I was enthralled into it. You know, we get, we did our hands on, you know, we were, and our, my teacher, Tony Snow, he's really funny, like old Newfoundlander. He used to like kind of creep around you. What are you at, boss? Well, you're doing some soldering, aren't you, boss? Good job. And then he'd disappear for three hours, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you come out of the school and you really didn't know anything, but. Um, <laughs> You know, but you were you were then an apprentice, right? So okay, amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. This and then does we not sound like you're getting set up for success here. <laughs> I agree, and I felt that way too. I was terrified. <laughs> so, so we have this, um, as you know, uh, the uh, the apprentices uh, Canadian uh, 
we go up against each other. What's it called? Uh, trades competitions. Okay, yeah, like the yes, yeah. yeah. It's like so Skills USA, the, but they have that the version. Yeah, of yes. Canada. Yeah. So Skills Canada. So in in Newfoundland, we did Skills Canada, and yep. I won out of I know how I don't know. I had Tony Snow was you know taught me something, but I won, um, and from winning you know um i had a job interview that was my that was my Amazing. winning yeah so actually it was kind of funny because they there was three of us in in there and they assumed that i would come in last third place so the the third place uh prize was a pink t-shirt i'm not kidding i'm not Are kidding you? the third place prize was a pink t-shirt and like pink tool set and you know the kind like the home depot kind that like when you see it you just want to like light it on fire yes the first, the first place prize was a welding mask was this like nice beautiful flame resistant hoodie size extra large um of course i had one first place and my Amazing. first place prize was a pink t-shirt and a like little tool bag and some buttons and stuff. And the second place guy got a welding helmet. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah. horrifying. Yeah. And that, and you know, that wow. was, that was the time. That was the, that was it. What year was this? Oh Ish? man. When did I start? Was well, yeah. 16 years ago. So I, don't, I can't math, but I can't math either. It wasn't just, that long. I mean, that's not that long ago. Like it was not. Long that's ago. still in like the two thousands. Dang it! Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Well, it was funny because so I got my first job because of that, and I I got to the 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 construction site. That's where I started. I was a, a, con a okay. commercial plumber, and this guy comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, buddy, hey, buddy, come here." So I go over, and he goes. I don't want to talk to you. Get me your boss. So my boss comes over and I was like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I did something wrong. So I'm standing next to my boss and this guy looks at my boss. I'm about a foot away and he goes, that young fellow right there, is that a girl? <laughs> oh my God. And I didn't, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd heard. I mean, you can't make that up. And you cannot make that up. Like, is, is I was that like, that a girl? That's amazing. Yeah, I said, that, that young fella, is that a girl? <laughs> I was like, this is the best. I'm like, I'm living in like Saturday Night Live <laughs> material here. And so after a while, this guy got used to me. He said, What's the difference, he said, between a Yeti and a female plumber? I said, What? said uh, there's been sightings of yetis oh jeez so, so the, the humor here is very like it seems harsh but it, it it's all in love you know he was he's trying to yeah so that was that's been my intro and it's kind of it was it was very much foreshadowing for the rest of my career uh, yeah no it sounds sounds about right i'm curious was it different on on the automotive side i mean you your first job on the automotive side you got kind of like brought right in did you experience more of the of the sexism or the disbelief or the you know either because there's different types there's different levels of sexism right like we know that there's like more innocuous and then there's really egregious like did 
of all of the different kinds? Do you experience more of it in plumbing than you did in automotive or vice versa? If I was to break it down into like a time period, so the amount of time that I worked in automotive comparison to the amount of time I worked in plumbing, I would say that in automotive, the type of sexism I ran into was, I don't want her working on my truck. I don't want her driving my car. Or okay. when is the man going to fix it? Do you know what I mean? Or did the mm -hmm. man look it over? Whereas right. in plumbing, I found it to be more so the guys thinking, oh, that's too heavy. Let me get that for you. And it wasn't, it wasn't a as harsh as I would say as the what I received on the mechanics end of it interesting yeah more of like a was, chivalrous version of it was sex, a, it was definitely a protective um mm -hmm. you know and which I I had to learn to accept it and to not be defensive over and to see it as it was which was right. you know just a bunch of guys who are seeing this little girl because I am quite small um and not wanting me to get hurt you know probably thinking I wasn't going to make it, but doesn't want me, you know, they don't want me to die in the meantime, you know? It's so, nice yeah, I th thank you, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to have a nice pink shirt and we don't want you to die. That's good. That's good. Um, I can't get over the fact that they predetermined that you were going to come in last and I know your price for you and then still gave it to you, even though you came in first. I was like standing there like, and I, I hadn't I at that stage learned to stick up for myself. So I was like, <laughs> am I being punked? Like what is, you can tell people were like, uh, yeah, so crazy. <laughs> she won't be so able to weld anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Craziness. Um, so you, you had said something in, in your kind of our pre-conversation about, um, being really passionate about treating your apprentices well. And that Absolutely. leads me to think that maybe you had some experiences where you weren't treated well. Is that, am I correct there? <laughs> I've had, I've had some really interesting experiences where, um, my patients were certainly tested. Uh, you know, when it came to boundaries that I had to set with, with certain journeymen. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, now I've heard some horror stories over the years and I wouldn't even compare them to, you know, the, the stories that, that I've heard, um, on the darker end, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely had a lot of guys see me and say, She's not going to last and I'm going to be the one to prove it. Yeah. So I had a lot of guys try to break me. Um, and for the most part, they got sick of it. They got sick of themselves. They were like, all right, it's not going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, interesting. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about um, like apprenticeships and, and apprentices and young tradespeople and, and just treating them right and and guiding them. Have you been fortunate to have any good mentors throughout? Absolutely. Actually, my first uh, one of my first journeymen. Um, I introduced him to my sister. He's my brother-in-law now. So oh, I love it. So clearly, yeah. he was a good man. All right. He was awesome. a, he was a good man. <laughs> he still is, um, even though he drives me nuts. He's a, he's a good man. 
but I, uh, I've had more good than bad. Um, and I think that really speaks for Newfoundland, the island itself, because we do have really good men here. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what is it that makes a good mentor or good, uh, uh, what's, what's it called? You're the apprentice there. The, I mean, is it just called a mentor? Is there a person? Journeyman. Okay. So, so what makes a good journey person as far as mentorship goes? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of things, but I, I, I think more so the ability to properly communicate in different ways because people learn differently. And with that comes a lot of patience on your end. So you have to learn how to become a teacher because you might be great with the tools, but all of a sudden you've got this kid looking up to you. You have no idea how they learn. You have no idea how to teach. Um, so being able to step outside yourself and outside your ego and, you know, look at this kid and see what's best for them. And, you know, you can ask them, Hey, like, how is it that you learn? How can I teach you in a way that you're going to hear me? You know, um, I know one thing that doesn't work yelling, demeaning, name calling, ignoring, they don't work, you know, and it makes my life a whole lot easier when the kid I'm working with is excited to work with me, you know? It, it drives me nuts that that is still like the default um, teaching style and mindset and that that our work environment has to be harsh and hard. And and I came by my skills the hard way. And so you're going to learn them the hard way, too. And um, and that I've heard mentors say, like, part of my job is to toughen them up. And I'm like, mm, or maybe maybe we create an environment where you don't have to be so tough just to go to work and do your job every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that other conversation, <laughs> mental health, right? Right. The, the thing is, is that the world is tough enough. The trades are also tough working with your hands and, and diagnosing and, and, you know, uh, engineering out dangers. These things are tough, right? Like I say to my apprentice now, Lindsay, She's fantastic. She's young. Um, she doesn't like sticking up for herself. She's, a, she, you know, she's about three times the size as me, but she's a mouse of a person. And I don't need to yell at her to toughen her up. I can guide her to toughen her up. I can teach her and show her um, through myself how to stand up for yourself um, through communication. Say, hey, like next time somebody talks to you this way, you should try setting a boundary, try standing up for yourself, try being more vocal about your, you know, beliefs or needs or your, the way you see this job going, you know, part of their apprenticeship is actually like showing them how to be an adult. Amen to that. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And I think that gets forgotten a lot in, in a lot of across the trades and probably across most jobs, like not outside of the trades too. Like, when you are raising up a, a mentee, you are teaching them how to adult too. Yeah, it's uh, you're getting a kid, like you know, and yeah. you're seeing them more than their parents are. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's a fantastic point, and I love that you have a female apprentice. Yeah, she's actually my third female apprentice. That is that by choice? No, uh, no, I don't get to pick my apprentices. So I I do have um, a 
HR system that gets to hire and everybody for me. And okay. I've had many apprentices in you know the last nine years of being a certified plumber. And three of them happen to be female plumbers. It. Yeah, so now, they... sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Newfoundland does have a, a high um, uh, female apprenticeship program. So really? we do have a lot. We, yeah, we do have a, a, you know, considerable amount of women in the trades per capita in comparison to the rest of the country. Nice. I have I have questions. Um, <laughs> so many questions. Um, well, first, real quick, did they do they give you the female apprentices intentionally or do they give other people the female apprentices, too? No. So I happen to just get the apprentices because I tend to be the one with the most patience out of the guys okay. that I work with. Yeah. So male, okay. female, if there's a new apprentice, they usually you come get all of them un okay. until the, until they get to a certain point, And then I. Fair enough. Yeah. You're ma your yeah. mama. Bear. All right. I am it. mama bear. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I say that to them. I'm like, you want mom to help you? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> So do you have a theory as to why there is such a high percentage of women in the trades where you're at? Yeah, I well, we're a fishing island. We're a fishing community. And I think you see a lot of, you know, um, islanders around the world um, when the men would go out and do the fishing. Things still had to be done on the island. You know, the mm -hmm. home still had to be taken care of. The kids had to be taken care of. The land had to be taken care of. Property, um, the animals uh, had to be, you know, on the farms had to be fed. So, our tradition and our heritage on this island is working communities. It's not the man works and the woman stays at home and takes care of the family. Yeah, the woman takes care of the family, but she took care of everything else too. You know, the men went out and fished for sure, and I'm yeah. sure they had a great time on the boat. But the women were putting in work. Yeah. I would say the women's hands were tougher than the men's, you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. So, you know, you get you get to these older guys um, on this island, and they just want you to prove that you're as strong as their mom. That might be my favorite statement ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. It's the first time I've said it, but I really like it. And it's true. I, I feel like that needs to be a sticker. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I love it. That's, that's gotta be interesting. Um, so that like, that tolls totally throws a wrench in like all of my, like, uh, you know, assumptions about what experiences are as a woman in these trades, like for you, it was a little different. I mean, you still experience some of the sexism, obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, but it, it had a little different tone to it. Oh, 100%. Like a, a lot of it, like I said, did come from a point of, um, we want to see what you can do. Um, we want to see if we can break you, but also I, we desperately want none of those things to, to be... actually break you. <laughs> exactly. We would love, <laughs> the, the guys wanted more than anything for me to prove them wrong. They were, awesome. you know, yeah, it's, it's a generational thing of, like you said, um, this idea of, I have to treat you this way because that's the way I was treated and that's the way they were treated. Um, but when it comes down with, they're softies, they're, they're kittens over here, you know? And they'll come up to you after, and, they'll, and you're, who's my girl? You're my girl. <laughs> and if anybody picks on you, you send them to me. 
you know, and they got my, you know, Hexa got three teeth and they got four. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's an interesting thing, but I definitely have a different story than a lot of people I know. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's fascinating. Um, Very cool. So, so let's talk mental health. Yes. I think that ties in with this, like this, this old school mindset that, that I think permeates the trades everywhere, even though it may have different forms and different shapes that it takes in different places, it, it still permeates. Um, talk, talk to me about mental health, why you're so passionate about it. Yeah. Um, thank you. First of all, uh, I love the chance to make this normal, you know, um, Eight years ago, my best friend, Crystal, who was a brilliant carpenter, um, a brilliant person and a very quiet person, um, suicided. And I didn't know what depression was until that experience, that that day um, and the years after. And that kind of took depression and mental illness and it rubbed it in my face uh in the worst way possible um it threw my mental health out the window um i didn't know who to talk to about it nobody taught me how to talk about it nobody taught me that this could ever even be a thing um and it wasn't until you know i had a long stint afterwards of drinking um doing anything to not feel it that I had a friend reach out to me and basically kind of shake me and say like this, that's enough. That's enough now. You're not doing good. You don't look good. She wouldn't want this. Um, Go see somebody. So I went to therapy and it was everything in me to not go to therapy. I desperately did not want to do it. I didn't, I made excuses. I would go to one and I would never see them again. And then I would go to another. Um, And it wasn't until I found the right therapist um, that it really took what I was feeling that I didn't know how to put words to it. And she said, put words to it and take the words and tell people and, and make, make this, your route of how to how to navigate mental health in the trades because I had I just kept watching my friends die and nobody was telling me about it you know that's the thing is we're we're not talking about it yeah and it's it's your it's your people who were smiling and laughing with you the day before 100% I, I I wanna thank you so much for being willing to share that story and and th- I'm so grateful for your friend that was willing to take you and shake you um and the perseverance to keep going to different therapists because I think you're absolutely right. Like that is a thing that happens where like, okay, that wasn't the right therapist for me. See, this this sucks. And I think particularly with tradespeople who are brought up to be resistant to this idea of accepting help, you know if that first person isn't right for them, they're like, see, this is BS, right? hundred percent. You nailed it. I was that way. It's this idea of finally giving in to vulnerability 
and then feeling so stupid for allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And it's, that's part of it. That's part of the beating ourselves up. The, you know, this, this cycle of abuse that occurs with people in the trades who can't talk, who don't find a, a safe friend to speak about when we're all, we're all desperate for a safe buddy to talk to, you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a woman I had on a couple of months ago, she said she, her line was great. She said, hurt people, hurt people. And, and that is our industry. Like the trades is so full of, and I think it's our world in general, but I think the trades particularly is so full of people who are hurt, who don't have words for that hurt, who then, well, I'm hurting, so you're going to hurt. And I, it was beaten into me, so I'm going to beat it into you. And it just keeps on generationally passing that torch of hazing the new kid and treating them poorly. And like you said, we're all a bunch of like pussies underneath it all. Like you're the mama bear. I was totally the mama at my shop when I was, you know, working at the dealership. And it was the same thing. It was like these guys would rib each other and be so mean to each other. And then independently alone, they would confide in me. And yes. it's like, oh my gosh, we're all like, we're all feeling the same things. It, like, I'm sure we could sit down and just have so many comparable stories about the mama bear saga of <laughs> watching four men just scream at each other and then the next four consecutive days you're giving each of these men a hug because they yes. just really fucking need it yeah. you know because they don't have anybody they can't yeah. they don't feel like they can talk to their partners they don't feel like they can talk to their fathers or their mothers they don't it's that it's that raising these kids into don't cry, toughen up, you know, and, yeah. and you're teaching these kids how to not feel. And it's so against nature that when they get to adulthood, when all the stresses actually come on, the only way they actually know how to communicate their feelings is through anger. And it's not fair because it's not what's, it's not what, where it's coming from. It's not coming from a place of anger. 100 percent yeah anger is i feel like anger is never the the cause it's the symptom 100 percent 100 percent the only language that seems to be accepted it's the only emotion that seems to be accepted amongst men particularly in the trade i feel like we've evolved a little bit in our society as a whole where men are allowed to express some other emotions besides anger but in the trades it is still a dominant what's what's accepted 100 percent. when it comes to you know um the guys that i speak to and who are also really excited to talk mental health and to help each other out you know there's that vulnerability of putting themselves out on social media and social media is also a really dark place you know i say it all the time people go to the comment sections instead of therapy um and it's it's very evident when you do become vulnerable on online and, and on these posts, you look at the comment sections and the things that you're called because you're saying people, hey, listen, I care about you and you want to talk to me, I'm going to be here for you, you know, because sometimes you're going to you're going to be there for me and I'm going to need that, too. Um, now, the majority of people, they might not comment on it. 
but they're liking it because I'll tell you, my mental health posts will get 10 times the amount of, of action than my tool posts because everybody feels it. I, I so agree. I so agree. I, I have struggled. People are always surprised by this. Cause like you said, it's the, like the smiley laughy face and the, you know, people laughing with you and happy that are the ones struggling with it. Like I've, I've struggled here and there with depression throughout the years and people are always kind of like shocked by it. And I, I have spoken with several friends who also, I was surprised to find out that they experienced it. I think the biggest thing that always drove me so crazy was like, my God, the biggest thing about depression is that you feel isolated and alone. And if all of these people who are struggling with depression talk to each other, they wouldn't feel isolated and alone, which takes away the main symptom of depression, right? Like just <laughs> knowing that other people experience it too is life-changing. It's honestly like that connective tissue that we're all missing, that social media is like, look how good my life is, look how fantastic my life is. But I can also look at you and go, look how fantastic my life is. Okay, but don't look too long because at two o'clock I've got therapy. And then I come back out and I'm like, man, that was a really good session. Uh, But anyways, here's the new drill from Milwaukee. And guys go, wait, did she just make that normal? Yeah, because it's normal. (laughs) It's normal and it's what you should do. And it's what you should do. And it's our connective tissue is our humanity. And just show it. Yeah. Do you, you know? feel like things are changing with this like newer, younger generation of, of trades people? And I, you know, I'm including you and me and that. You know, I, I think we're probably of similar age. You might be a little younger than me, um, but uh, our age and younger, do you feel like things are shifting around mental health at all? In my perspective? Yes. Okay. 100%. I talk to the young guys that are coming in, the young women who are coming in, um, all the trades people. Um, And not only are they open to discussing mental health in general, they're open to discussing their mental health um, freely. You know, I'm not, I've I've never been the type to pry something out of somebody, but I can also, because of, you know, stepping aside and dropping my ego, I can now like, I'll see people if they're having a bad day. And I've learned how to kind of not really coerce it out of them, but if make them comfortable enough that they know they can tell me. Um, and it's not it's not a, a chore to get somebody to really tell me how their day is going. And I see that now with this younger generation. And I, I think they are like growing up in this Bell Let's Talk movement where some people might think it's a sham, but it does do something. You know, yeah. it's out there. You know, we're out here talking about it now and some kid's going to see it and okay, that's normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, I think it is hopefully starting to change. I see more people talking about it and that's huge. Do you think it's affecting the workplace or the older, is the older generation getting on board? Are they fighting it? Is the workplace changing? They're fighting it as much as they can. <laughs> Um, they're fighting it like any other change in the trades. You know what I mean? All of a sudden this brand new tool comes out and you're not, you're not, you know, snapping your chin off, putting a, a, a spring in and this guy's going like, nah, I don't know. I don't trust it. Right. I'd rather or these kids it. these days have it too yeah. easy. 
These kids these days have strong jaws. Back in my day, we used to get ours ripped off us and get medevac to the hospital and be at work the next day. And you're just oh, like, the that's good cool. old days. The yeah, good, good old, old days. days when you needed three blood transfusion while at work. And you're like, that's that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> but yeah, it's they're 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 starting to see it now, right? Like they, I remember first starting to be like, I've never had taken a sick day in my life. And you're like, cool. So you just come in making everybody sick. Sounds right. like a jerk move, Charlie. And now and now they're like, you know, I was going to call in, you know, I was going to come into work, but I didn't want to make you guys sick because you got kids at home. And you're like, oh, <laughs> but you have to thank them, right? It's right. The, yeah, it's this positive yeah, reinforcement, you know what I mean? 100%. It's like training dogs. I, That's I mean, what I'm saying. I, they love that. They like, eat it up. <laughs> Here's a Scooby snack. Good job. <laughs> exactly. Right? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this caring about people is kind of cool. <laughs> it's so it's so fascinating to me. I, you know, there's like so much talk about this, like the younger generation being soft and and you know they don't want to work hard and they don't want to this and they don't want to that. And I'm like, I I feel like it's it's just that a lot of the younger generation is like, I don't want to work in a shitty environment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like I have higher standards for myself and yes. I'm gonna demand that and a lot yeah. of the trades in general is like this is bullshit um, yes that that's it you just nailed it in the podcast <laughs> that's it kids are, kids are growing up and they're saying no I want a fair working wage I want to come home safe at the end of the day and I yeah. want to know that at the end of this career, I'm going to be able to retire. And I don't think that those things <laughs> are terrible things to want. No, no, these America. are not horrible things. I want a safe work environment. Yeah. I want to be respected. I want to be treated yeah. well. I would like to have some sick days because I don't want to die when I'm 50. Yeah, like, they're not. These kids aren't wusses. They're intelligent. They have better boundaries. They have boundaries. Like, God forbid these kids are like, I don't want to die today. We're like, what a wuss. You'll never survive. What do you mean? <laughs> That's the point. Right? I know. It's it's so crazy to me. Like, it's the, it is, it's the, like, you're not tough enough because you're not using these horrible tools that could have killed you, right? Or, like, I, I remember posting a video where I, we were dancing while working on a car and this like old guy was like, like if that was my shop, that would you wouldn't have time to play around like that. I'm like, oh heaven forbid we enjoy working. <laughs> For real though, that's what people are like. People are like, I wonder why you know the the depression rates and the trades are so high, right? So I always they used to say to me like, don't let me catch you smiling. What? Right. <laughs> what do you if mean? you're if you're having fun, you must not have enough work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a wild, it's been a wild ride, <laughs> but there's hope things there are changing. I, I, I fully, I fully believe it. Yeah. I, I love it. And I so love that you've made this trauma in your life and this like, you know, horrible thing that happened, which I'm so sorry that you had to experience that, but that you've made it into something so positive and like a, a life, mission to to do something about i think that's just incredibly beautiful thank you i uh you know i think about crystal every day and now i get to talk about crystal all the time and people yeah. will like know about her 
like so many people now know about her than ever before. Um, and I now get what she couldn't do, which is I get people I've never met and will probably never meet writing me saying, hey, you said on your post one time that if you're having a hard time, I can come talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And I would have given anything for Crystal to have been able to do that. Um, but now I get I get these guys, again, who I'm never going to meet, but like, I can just have a chat with them. They just, they know that they matter. They know that they're always going to matter to me. And then I can say, hey, where do you live? Let's see if there's any resources available in your area. Because a lot of these guys don't know how to find these resources, you know? And I say guys, but I mean everybody, you know? Um, and they, they come to me and they talk to me and they trust me. And it's the best, it's the best gift that Crystal could ever have given to me. Is there, is there a future career path here for you when you, uh, retire from plumbing? Is there a, a, a trades person, coach, consultant, therapist, uh, <laughs> resource finder? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I've thought about that. I'm, I'm pretty much a fly by the seat of my pants, but now that I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to be 40 and I'm like, I'm thinking like, you know, I, I would like for this to go somewhere different and if if it could be in a community outreach in the trades kind of scenario um i've definitely thought about it it's crossed my mind but like uh i still love being on the tools i still love uh making dirty content so uh yeah yeah <laughs> and by I, dirty I, you mean actually dirty not, actually disgusting not like, like x-rated dirty no 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 just no, to no, be no. clear <laughs> Let me let me tell you something. If I had an OnlyFans, they would shut down the site. Two minutes into it, they would be like, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> no, I I will I will stick with the waste. Um, people tend to love that content. So everybody is people are weirdos. They're like the grosser it is, people are like, I'm sending this to my nan, you know. So bizarre. So I don't know how you do it. I am not into that. Like I can't. can't. Yeah, no, I, I would love to um, have an excuse, but I am just, I'm one of those weirdos. I love it. I love it. Hey, it's to each their own. Uh, all the more power to you. I, uh, I wish Thank you lived you. closer because ironically, um, I think the plumbing in my house heard that I was having a plumber on tonight because it decided to back up all of the, all of the drains in my house are not draining right now. Oh no. Awesome. <laughs> probably no plumber in your area. So just like a good one. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely going to need somebody. <laughs> great. And not great. And I'm so sorry. I know. Right. I know. It's, it's uh, the universe has a you better not jinx humor. my truck. No, no, no. <laughs> Good. I, just had I do know it. some mechanics near you, though. So um, okay, great. We'll just do an exchange of uh, skilled Perfect. labor here. <laughs> we'll just fly each other out like an exchange program. Oh, I'm so game for that. I'm so game. Bring a shovel. <laughs> Deal. You come to Phoenix when it's winter because it's horribly cold there. Yeah. And then Phoenix? I will come to you in the summer when it's warmer. I love this. I love this networking that this we're doing. Come on. <laughs> This is the gift of the internet. Like I, I hate social media for so many reasons, but I absolutely love it for this. Like this is phenomenal. I love it. And so many more people get to meet you and hear your story. And yeah, 
it's great. Thank you for that. Actually, like this has been this has been one of my favorite ones yet. Like this is oh, a yay. yeah, and we flow yay. good. <laughs> definitely, we are definitely going to connect more offline. I would love we that. Used up almost all of our hour already. How did that happen? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all about the flow. We we killed it. Time flies when you're having fun. All right. So I have a final question that I have to ask you. This is a question that I love ending on, and that is, if you had a chance to go back in time and speak to little baby Twig, little baby oh. Danielle, um, what are your words of advice to her? Wow. Um, my, my words of advice to little baby Twig um, is eventually you're really you're you're gonna find your confidence um so don't worry about it you're gonna find it don't rush it it's gonna get there it's all gonna come together um have patience um and trust in yourself i love that i love that and Beautiful. also lose, lose the mushroom cut it's it's <laughs> it's insane you look insane okay that's it <laughs> both fantastic pieces of advice um parents do not give kids mushroom cuts um, not a good look uh although if your parents were anything like mine i look back at pictures of myself as a kid and i'm like ma how did you let me leave the house like this and she's like you picked that outfit you insisted i didn't want to cut you off but i was like i picked the mushroom cut <laughs> right like we insisted we insisted and then we look back and we're like what who let me go out the house like that? Where were my friends? Oh, I didn't have any because I had a mushroom cut. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Um, you're fantastic. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for saying yes and joining me tonight. Um, I feel like we could go on for hours. We're probably going to have to have you on again. for. We'll for do it a... again. We'll run it back. Yeah, I love it. All right. And folks at home, thank you guys so very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed meeting Twig as much as I did. Uh, make sure you go give her a follow, check out her social media, keep up with all of her good work, and make sure you come back next week to meet another incredible tradeswoman. And of course, every Monday, um, we have a archive episode that gets released. So make sure you tune in for those as well. Same time, same place, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, what else is there to report? Uh, I think that's it huge thank you to you all until next time uh have a fantastic evening be good to yourselves be good to one another and we'll see you later mm -hmm.